0: Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricator, stone shop owners from across the Fruited Plain and beyond, this is the Fab Lab Podcast, and I'm your host, Aaron Crowley. So for those of you beyond the Fruited Plain, I've got a couple things I want to mention. Uh, For those of you in the UK, I was on the podcast platform, and it has this map function that shows where all the downloads come from. And uh, the UK is where the second highest number of downloads occurs. And so for those of you in the United Kingdom, in England, Great Britain, uh, who are mourning the the passing of the queen? I just wanted to pause long enough to honor that and, and to send my condolences and to respect what your country is going through right now and and this, I guess, historic moment uh, as as the queen passes and as the king now takes the throne. It, it's remarkable, um, and I'm just I'm kind of sobered by it, honestly, to see it from afar. And um, and so for those of you in England. I just wanted to, I guess, pay my respects and, and uh, give you my, my condolences uh, for what uh, you guys are observing and, uh, and honoring right now in your country. And so the second thing I wanted to mention is a little lighter note, little maybe kind of tongue in cheek, but maybe not, maybe not. So as I was scrolling through this list of 37 other countries where there are downloads of the Fab Lab podcast, a few stuck out, you know, stood out to me, the Solomon Islands, Puerto Rico, Panama, Grenada, Costa Rica, most importantly, Aruba. Uh, for those of you who know your geography, I'm looking at a gigantic map of the, the world's ocean currents because I love to sail and I dream of sailing around the world. I happen to know that all those countries are in the neighborhood of the Caribbean, a place I would love to go. Now, of my coaching up to this point has been over Zoom and with fabrication shop owners in the U.S., but I want those of you in the Caribbean to know, and I guess anywhere else for that matter, but in particular, those of you in the Caribbean, I will make a special exception and travel to your glorious tropical country for one-on-one, face-to-face in Person coaching, especially if it's not during hurricane season, and especially, especially if it happens during the months of between October and about May here in Oregon when it is gray, dreary, cold, and rainy nonstop. So I just thought that, you know, perhaps there's an opportunity. I would make an exception. I would get out of my office and I would come to your tropical island where there would be beaches, blue water palm trees most likely, and uh, would definitely be open to some one-on-one in-person coaching. So there you go. With that, before I put my foot in my mouth any more than I already have, let's get into this episode, episode 143, the simple path to taking time off now. Freedom today instead of maybe later was the episode of the last, is the name of the last episode. And we just to kind of summarize that, talking about the idea that we don't necessarily have to wait until we hit retirement age to have the time to do the things that are deeply meaningful to us or really important to us or the things that we want to experience or pursue. What if, that was kind of the the nature of the episode, what if we blow up that conventional wisdom and adopt a different mindset that says, hey, Do I have to wait until I'm 65 or 70 years old and sold my company to do the things that are really important to me? What if I can begin to arrange my affairs? What if I can begin to build my business around the time or around the idea of creating more time now? How different would my life be? What might my life look like when I get to the end and look back and go, you know, a lot of people wait to the end of their lives to do the things, and a lot of them then end up not doing it. For whatever reason, things happen nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody really knows what's going to unfold in our lives. Some people get to the end and they have a lot of regrets because they regret not doing the things that were really important. They put them off. They put them off. They put them off. Or perhaps they built businesses that were so demanding of them, they just could never get away. And so they got to the end of their lives and they, they, they yeah, they, they had a successful company, but they didn't get to do all the other things they'd always dreamed about doing. I want to propose to you a different mindset. What if we're able to thoughtfully, purposefully, and intentionally begin to arrange our businesses, begin to build our companies around the idea or the opportunity of creating time now. So when I say the, the simple path to taking time off now, this is getting into the meat and potatoes, the nuts and bolts, the steps. How do you practically begin to create boundaries within your life and within your business that actually creates time, free time? For you to do those things that are super important to you. So you don't have to wait 20, 30 years to experience them. And so that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. We're going to get into the reality of how to begin to move in that direction. Now you might find that a little hard to imagine right now. And we're going to have a little exercise of imagining some things that I think will help give you a picture in your mind of what it might look like. And then we'll talk about the actual concrete practical steps that you can begin to take to actually realize that right away. I'm telling you, one of the things I'm gonna propose to you today, you can have free time tomorrow. Maybe not today, depends on what time you're listening to this, but definitely tomorrow. Now, you may not be able to start by taking the entire next month off. Like, hey, let's just, you know what? I would like to start big, go big, go home. We're gonna just take the entire month of October off. You might be able to do that, but you may not have a company when you come back. The company may fall apart in your absence. So it's wise and prudent and probably necessary to ease in to this idea of taking time off and not getting too extreme. You want to have those successes along the way. You want to build up to it. You want to develop this skill through practice, and over time, you will realize you can take more and more and more time off. I took three solid weeks off between the middle of July and, I don't know, the first week of August. Completely gone. In 14 states, actually. Totally uninvolved, uninterrupted, time away with the family in the RV. It was great. And I'm leaving tomorrow for a week and a half to go elk hunting. And it's, I'm telling you, if, if you can begin to imagine, I can tell you today a pathway to begin actually experiencing it. It's something that I'm experiencing right now. And so where do you start? Well, in this episode, we're going to talk really the first step. What is the first step in moving towards this practice of creating boundaries so that you've got time, free time? uninterrupted time to yourself where the business is not permitted to press in and interrupt. But before we get to that, I want to mention a word from our sponsor, NoLift Install System, and talking about the first step for helping your installers transform their work experience and possibly transform their lives forever in terms of the impact that installing has on their body. Did you know that No Lift has over 1,700 units in the field right now? They have over 800 users on their Facebook user group, over 100 videos on their YouTube channel, an enormous amount of resource available to you. So the first step, fellow fabricator, may be just to visit noliftsystem.com, do some research, gather a little bit of information, submit an inquiry, talk to one of the sales pros there. And begin to consider and imagine how the no lift might transform the experience of your installers. And it might even transform your bottom line. So visit noliftsystem.com. So now back to this topic today, where do we begin? I want to give you three places where you can begin to progressively gain time, create time in your business, or really create time so that you can get away from your business. But I want to be very precise in what I mean by being away from your business. Number one, We're going to start by leaving for lunch, number two, by taking either a Friday or a Monday off, and number three, taking a full week off. Now, those are things you're probably already doing, leaving for lunch, taking a day off, and leaving on vacation. The question is, do you take that time off uninterrupted? Do you have to take two or three phone calls from panicked employees or customers while you're at lunch? Do you have to take your laptop home with you on the Friday that you are you on a long weekend? Do you have to work your entire vacation? Do you take working vacations or do you actually disengage completely from the business so you have uninterrupted time with those that you love? That's the question and that's what I want to talk about today. And we're going to begin with talking about how to take a lunch break, how to go out for lunch for an hour and not get or take a call or be interrupted. Now, the principle is the same for all of these, and the principle is the same for taking three weeks off. And eventually, like I'd like to do, is take a couple years off and sail around the Caribbean. Maybe I'll come visit you in that way. I won't even fly. I'll just sail up to your island and we can do some coaching. So where do we begin? Well, I want to share with you a tip, if you will, before we get into these nuts and bolts, the actual steps that we take so that you can take an hour-long lunch tomorrow and not get a call and not be interrupted. Don't underestimate the value in what I'm about to share with you. There's three little tips I want to share. Number one, consciously give yourself permission to believe that it's possible and okay to be away from your business from an hour and to say you are not permitted to contact me. It is not okay for you to interrupt my hour-long lunch break. Give yourself permission to believe that that's okay. Number two, actually write it down. One hour uninterrupted lunch break tomorrow. Permission to believe it, writing it down, and number three, actually speaking it out. And this is true of anything you desire to do. Now, we're starting really small here, but this is true for anything you desire doing or having in your life. Giving yourself permission, writing it down, and then actually speaking it, telling somebody this is important to you and something you want to have or do. So remember that as we begin this process, can you give yourself permission to say tomorrow I'm going out to lunch and I'm, I refuse to be interrupted? Can you give yourself permission to do that? Can you write that down? Hey, tomorrow, like literally, pen, paper. Tomorrow I will take a one-hour lunch without any interruptions. No calls, no fires, <laughs> no panicked employees, no panicked customers. For one hour I will, I refuse to be interrupted. And number three, can you tell somebody, can you speak that? Out loud, can you actually say, hey, tomorrow, I'm taking our lunch, and I will not be interrupted? Some of you may find that incredibly, and it sounds easy, easier said than done for some. So let's begin. We're taking an hour-long lunch tomorrow. We're going to start practical. We're going to start realistic. Now, there are three steps that we're going to talk through here. Communicate, define exceptions, and then plan and prepare. It's pretty straightforward. So if you're going to take an hour-long lunch tomorrow and you are used to getting calls, if the staff is contacting you, if they're calling you for information, telling you there's an upset customer, you know, needing your approval on a decision, whatever it may be, if that's the norm, then you're going to have to communicate things have changed or that you would like things to change. That's where we begin. So what are you going to communicate? Hey, tomorrow, I am taking an hour-long lunch and my goal is to not hear from any of you, which leads me to the second part of this communication piece. Who do you need to communicate with? Who is most likely to contact you tomorrow at lunch? It just dawned on me that this podcast is going gonna, is gonna to air on Friday. So tomorrow would be Saturday, which wouldn't normally be a workday. You get the idea. The next workday, your goal is to not be interrupted at lunch. You're going to have to basically decide what that is, and you're going to have to tell those who are most likely to interrupt you, those who need to know it's not okay on Monday to contact you during lunch. That's where we begin. We begin by communicating our expectations. Number two, we need to define the exceptions to this. Now, this sounds contradictory. It sounds like I'm going back on what I just said. Again, as we ease into this, this is a learned skill. This is a discipline. This is a practice. This is something that you can get really, really good at. But as you're starting out... You you want to have some latitude here because if your business depends upon you, if if up to this point you have not been able to take an hour-long lunch without being interrupted, not because people just want to interrupt you, it's because they need information from you, they need answers from you, they need decisions that only you can make. That's the way the business is set up. That's what we're seeking to modify, to adapt, to evolve, to change so that it relies less on you during that hour between noon and one o'clock. So you can go take that lunch, have an hour of uninterrupted time away from the business. We're going to start there. That's not where it's going to end by any means. But there may be exceptions as you're beginning this journey of creating time for yourself. You know, we got to define it. Let's just say, what's the range? Well, if an angry customer calls, I want to talk to the owner. I'm not happy with my job. Now, historically, the person in the office in a panic might immediately call you. The customer's pissed from yesterday. They want to talk to you right now. And you're interrupted. And now you've got that stress. Your blood pressure's up. The, the, the emotions are up. And you got to deal with that. you got to, you know, the frustration. you got to actually call the customer. But could that not wait an hour? Perhaps the only thing missing is you telling your office staff who might take that call, great, if you take a call from an angry customer, tell them I will call them back in an hour. Or that you will let me know in an hour. Or that I am out and I won't be back for an hour. How about questions on a bid? Salesperson's got a project that they're quoting and they want that number, they want that information, they want your insight because only you can perhaps you know speak to this particular situation that needs your input to quote it appropriately. Could that not wait? Is it so urgent that that couldn't wait until you're back from lunch or done with your lunch? Now, there may be another situation on the other end of the spectrum. Let's just say you got three installers out on a job site and they run into some issue. You need to decide if you're the one they're going to call, do you want those three installers standing around idle while you finish your lunch, or do you want them in that scenario to call you so you can answer the question and they can get back to work and get on to the next job? My point here is, isn't to give you the range. It's just to let you know there is a range that you're going to have to determine what rises to the level, what is the exception that you will tolerate to say, yeah, you know what, at that level, please interrupt me. That's that important. You know what, the next day I get to have another lunch and we'll try again, <laughs> you know. But we need, we need to define it. We need to explain what is the range of urgency that we will tolerate. Some things don't rise to that level. It's not important enough to interrupt my lunch. And this fellow fabricator, stone shop owner, business owner, I'm telling you, this is where we begin to create boundaries, limits, criteria, systems, standards within our business for how we operate in such a way that it gives you, it provides you time, uninterrupted time, first at lunch, then a day off, then a week, and eventually, who knows? It, it's really constrained by what you can dream up. What do you want to do? And how hard are you willing to work to arrange the business to accommodate that? And so that's number two, we define the exceptions. What's urgent, what isn't? What can wait and what can't? We need to define that and explain it. Then we need to plan and prepare to the extent that it's possible. So if you're going to be gone for an hour, there's probably only so many things that can come up in that hour that are likely, you know. And so to, 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 to basically take a step back and go, hey, look, my plan is, I'm now intentionally creating time for myself, so I'm going to have to do a little bit of extra work that I don't normally do. I normally just take the call at lunch. My mouth has got you know a bunch of food in it, and the person I'm meeting with has got to wait while I take the hold on. Would you mind if I take this? No, no, it's fine. Okay, yeah. What, what's going on now? Ah, great. You know what? Now I can't even finish this lunch that I was enjoying because I got to deal with this problem now that could have waited until my lunch was over, but it wasn't. So we got to plan and prepare for those things that could or likely or predictably might interrupt our lunch hour. So we begin looking at the jobs that are currently going on. What jobs are going to be installed while I'm at lunch? What jobs are going to be templated while I'm at lunch? What jobs are going to be in production while I'm at lunch? A little bit of foresight, a little bit of intentionality, a little bit of planning and preparation to say, okay, if they're likely to call me about those jobs while I'm at lunch, and they're calling me because I have the information, this is where planning and preparation comes into this, I can either take the call during lunch or I can give them the information before lunch (laughs) if it's going to stop production or keep them from finishing the job or starting the next job. Why don't I think through what jobs are likely to come up while I'm at lunch? And let's just think through what might the information be? What information is it that I haven't given them yet that they might need that they would otherwise call me during lunch to acquire? So that's the planning and preparation. Now, the reality is the longer the time you intend to spend away from the business and the longer you want to be uninterrupted is going to dictate the amount of preparation that is necessary in terms of proactively providing all the information that is required to get those jobs done, getting it out of your head and communicating it to those people that are going to need that information. The longer you're going to be away, the more thought is required, the more planning is required, the more you know, preparation is necessary to get that information out of your head and get it into the hands of the people that are going to otherwise be asking you for it. Now, there's another part of this as well. At a certain point, you know, for lunch, you probably don't have to delegate any decisions. Most decisions can wait an hour for you to get back find out what the issue is, and then make a decision. But if you you get a day, someone might have to make a judgment call. You might have a customer that's like, hey, I'm not happy with this, and your installers are waiting for somebody to decide, do we put this in or do we bring it back to the shop? Those can come up in the course of a day, and this is where delegation begins to become a part of this planning process where you ask the question, hey, is anybody else qualified in the business to make that judgment call, to make that decision. And it's possible, depending on how long your lunch break's gonna be, you might say, hey, install crew, office staff, if you got any technical questions, ask Joe out in the shop. He's, the, in fact, he's more technically experienced than I am. Joe, so you gotta communicate with everybody. Hey, I'm delicate. While well, I'm away, Joe makes the call. Don't call me, call Joe. Joe, people are gonna call you, not me. Let's talk through this. Let's do a little bit of planning, a little bit of preparation. Let's think through what could happen and and, and how you might make that decision. So the longer you're going to be away, the more likely it is you're going to have to delegate that decision-making to some position in the company. But there you have it. That is how the first step. Now, we're not going to get into how do we take a day off because it's different. And how do you take a week off? That's also different. The longer you are away the variables increase exponentially in terms of how much you might be needed in the level of planning and the level of effective delegation that is required to pull that off. So you can take more and more and more time off uninterrupted because you're leaving the business in a position in a state to where it can function in your absence. It functions in your absence. You get some time away. You get a taste of retirement now. You get free time now. Starts off with a lunch then it becomes a day. You know that, that museum the kids have been wanting to go to? Guess what, babe? In three weeks, we're taking Friday off. And then we're going to hang out all weekend. No work. Wait, what? No. Yeah. Let's start planning now. Tomorrow, it's lunch. Three weeks from now, it's Friday in a three-day weekend. We're going to begin to communicate to those we need to communicate to let them know, Friday, it's not that I'm going to be gone. It's that I'm going to be gone and unavailable. That is going to be sacred time that I'm spending with my family or those that I love. Or I, maybe I want to get out in the woods and go hunting. Maybe I want to go fishing. Maybe I want to go somewhere where there isn't cell service. And, and the same principle applies. we got to communicate. we got to define the exceptions. And then we got to plan and prepare. And the longer you're going to be away, the more time you may need to plan and prepare. So in the next episode, we're going to just continue this conversation. What does this look like taking a day off? And then what does this look like taking a week off? So fellow fabricator, I want to pause. I want to bring you back to something I already mentioned, giving yourself permission to believe that you can take an hour-long lunch tomorrow or the next workday and not be interrupted. I would encourage you to write it down if that's something that you endeavor to do. And for some of you, that means like, I'm doing that already. Great. What's the next step? How much time do you need to take off to really experience the things you want to experience, to do the things you really want to do, to pursue the things that are super meaningful and important to you that require time? How do you intentionally, purposefully create that time by arranging your business? This is how you start. It's really delegation. It's what I talk about all the time here on the Fab Lab podcast. But the implications for you, fellow fabricator, are profound. If you're able to taste retirement tomorrow, or at least taste a taste of it tomorrow, because you purposefully and intentionally grew your skill and your management ability and effectiveness, Communicate it effectively, set up the criteria for what the exceptions are, and then plan appropriately so you could take that time off. That's gonna be even if you take just an hour off, don't underestimate the significance of that accomplishment. That's where it starts. And if you could do that, you could take a day off. And if you could do that, you could take a week off. If you can take a week off, you could take three weeks off. No joke, but can you give yourself permission to believe that it's possible? Are you willing to write it down? It's a risk. You write this down, now I'm kind of committed. Boy, can you tell that to somebody? What if you tell your spouse or your significant other or somebody else? You know what? I'm going to take some time off. They may fall out of their chair. Like, what? You work like nonstop. You work constantly. You never stop working. You're going to take time off. What's that about? Well, you only live once. And I've already made a lot of countertops. I was just thinking there might be some other things that I've always wanted to do, and I'm going to start doing them now. So fellow fabricator, believe it. It's possible. And in the next episode, make sure you tune in. We're going to talk about this process, what it looks like for taking a day off and what it means to take a week off. So you can enjoy the satisfaction. This this is what's fun about this. Those that that take this challenge, that pursue this, have have this, this enormous satisfaction of a couple of things. Number one, now I'm a contrarian, if you haven't already gathered that, if 99% of the people are doing one thing, by default, like every fiber of my being is like, nah, you better do the other thing. But I haven't even considered what they're doing. It doesn't matter. You just have to do, you got to be in the, in the minority. I default to that. I'm, I'm hopefully growing in that where I'm not just reflexively <laughs> making decisions that put me in the minority. But you get the satisfaction of blowing up conventional wisdom. That's number one. At least for me, That's significant to not do what everybody else does, works and slaves and risks, not experiencing the things that are super important, waiting until retirement. Number one, blowing up conventional wisdom. Number two, you actually get the benefit, the health benefit, the emotional benefit of actually having some time outside of work, some uninterrupted time. There's a health benefit that is connected to that. Having a healthier, I won't say healthy, but moving in a direction where there is a healthier balance between the stress of work and the time away that is necessary for us just to process and heal and think, for goodness sake. And so, this, this, I'm, I'm jacked. I am getting excited, not just because I'm taking off for a week and a half tomorrow, but, but because of the power of this and the impact it can have on somebody's life, and I hope it has an impact on your life, fellow fabricator. Now, they say that it is lonely at the top Obviously, you've heard that. It's true, Um, and it is certainly the experience of a lot of stone shop owners that I talk to, and if that's you, fellow fabricator, if you find yourself in a place right now where you're kind of isolated with no safe place to process the stress that you're currently experiencing, despite the fact that you're in a Facebook group online and there are workshops in your area and you got family at home and you got employees all around you, despite all of that seemingly connection, We can still be incredibly isolated, and that is a risky place to be, to be in that situation for a prolonged period of time. It's not healthy, and it doesn't lend itself well to good management of our businesses. And that is why I offer complimentary 90-minute coaching sessions for listeners of the Fab Lab podcast, even if you live in the Caribbean, or in the UK, or in Saudi Arabia, or Portugal, or Argentina, or in these other countries. Zoom makes that... Imminently possible. But that's why I offer complimentary coaching to stone shop owners like you. High level coaching creates an environment. It's really, really cool. I just had a coaching call right before I recorded this and it's so, it's so awesome. But it creates an environment for owners to make huge discoveries and make massive progress no matter what the goal or objective is in the business or in their life. So if you'd like to experience a 90 minute High level one on one coaching session with me. There's no cost, no strings attached. It is completely complimentary. My gift to you. Just go to the show notes. You'll see. Click here for one on one coaching. You'll fill out a form, answer some questions. It tells me a little bit about you and your business, and then I will reach out to you, and we'll schedule a call, ninety minutes together, talking about whatever it is is important in your life. Oh, you can also go to AaronCrawley.com. Click on the Work With Me button. It'll take you to the same place. You fill out the questions. Tell me about your biz. And I will be in contact. So fellow fabricator, this is just part one. Actually, it's part two of this series. Make sure you tune in next week for the next episode. I'm going to record it in advance because I am planning and preparing because I'm going to be out of town. As soon as I get done with this recording, I'm going to record the next one so that it shows up the following week. Make sure you tune in for that episode. Until then, happy fabricating.